Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On just a second here. Sounds good. Welcome back to our lineup media presentation. Check out jagshow.com. That's jagshow.com. And uh, while you're over there, you want to get our lineup media group of entertainment sites. Um, check out lineupmedia.fm as well for uh, great, great conversations. We have some uh, past experts over there as well. Uh, and we've got a new one up right now Lieutenant Colonel Robert. L. McGinnis has been our guest on our program in the past, and we talk about future war. Can I, his, can I, uh, I need to go to my his latest okay, book. I'll, uh, and, uh, we are uh, getting ready to chat with. I'll, I'll call you at the interview with Matt Larson here in just a few seconds. And uh, Matt Larson, let's tell you a little bit of details about Mr. Larson. He is a fantastic, fantastic guest. To topic, the topic today: holidays. Every life is significant. And joining us today here on our lineup media presentation is Mr. Matt Larson. How are you, sir? Hey, I am doing really well. How are how are things going there on Radio Land? Uh, pretty good, actually. L- let's talk a little bit about the holidays that we just had. Uh, some interesting holidays, and uh, every life is significant, regardless of whether people believe that maybe Jesus was born on December twenty fifth or some other date. He did bring uh, <laughs> to mind the potential for what kind of significant life a baby can lead. Life is precious, absolutely incredible, from conception until death. Discussing the value of human life today is Matt Larson. He's a uh, spokesperson from the Memphis Morning Center, and uh, he is going to discuss uh, all sorts of different things. Uh, tell us, tell us first of all, a little bit about your work uh, at the Memphis Morning Center. All right, I think I'm back. Are you there? Yep, yep. T- tell us about your uh, right. your work at the Memphis Morning Center, my friend. Sorry about that. Yeah, Not so, a problem. Uh, no problem. I just not too long ago came on as the uh, national director for the morning center uh morning center's been around since about 2011 is when the, the idea came about um one of the biggest challenges um in addition just to the pers- perspective of culture the perception of our culture a lot of times the pro-life movement gets accused of okay you want me to have the baby but but then what <laughs> you know i've got there's all these expenses attached to this child. It's a mistake I had. You know, I, I'm trying to make a better decisions. It's inconvenient. And um, it's real easy to tell someone they need to make the right decision. It's a much bigger challenge to say, I want to walk alongside you and help you with that decision. Yes. And one of the things that we're looking to do with the Morning Center is, you know, we provide free prenatal through postpartum care. And Memphis has been doing, we have one location currently in Memphis, uh, Tennessee that's been been doing that where you know a woman who thinks she might be pregnant uh, or has been confirmed comes in uh, we make sure that, that that's accurate and then we come alongside them to help cover the prenatal all the way through to, to the postpartum care um, with that child so we're saying hey we want you to have your baby and we're going to come alongside you and and we cover all the costs associated with that 
Now, uh, incredible. How, how did how did this organization get started? Because uh, th th this is an incredible, incredible thing you're doing for folks. Yeah, so Samaritan Ministries International, uh, James Lansbury, who's uh, vice president of Samaritan, yes. they're a health-sharing organization already very much into the biblical New Testament type of health sharing. You know, So, hey, you have a need. I love that my check each month goes to a, a family or an individual. It's not to just some company. They're not lining their pockets. It's, it's genuinely meeting a need. And so there was this idea that, you know, we really need to do something with the pro-life movement. And the initial thought was to actually build monuments for those, the un, unborn. And it turned into, instead of doing that, why don't we actually, why don't we do something that can impact uh, our culture in a really positive way. And so the idea of having these mobile clinics that would drive into, you know, into neighborhoods where Planned Parenthood has targeted these neighborhoods and set up shop and do everything we can to meet every one of those needs for these these young ladies. We're in challenging positions, so it's yeah. kind of it's it's turned into a, a little bit of a different model from the standpoint of we partner with a local church. We're big believers in uh, promoting what I'm calling the pro-life ecosystem. So you've got your crisis pregnancy center, who's a lot of times on the front lines of things. They're outside the door saying, "Hey, just can we just show you your baby?" They'll do a quick sonogram just to show. That there's a child, you know, that you can see this human form uh, in your womb. A lot of times we get individuals who have come from that, and then they're now coming to the morning center. We partner with local churches, and we actually have clinics set up in churches in neighborhoods where they're underserved or uh, uninsured or already present. And so it's just another way of ensuring that there's more of the long-term investment, that it's not just, hey, we've met that need and see you later, but that we've connected with this local church and, Hey, you've been coming here for the last nine months. And the church that we're in is providing this place to us rent free because they care for you. Uh, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible story. And it's a great testimony to the people that we're serving. Now, uh, you guys, uh, are, are doing some, some amazing things here. How, how do you, how do you, uh, connect with some of these local churches? Uh, give us a little bit more details on that. Sure. So we're going to look at the neighborhoods that, that we're going into and, and say, okay, what's, you know, in Memphis, what's an underserved neighborhood that either Planned Parenthood has targeted? Um, everybody's, you know, if you're familiar with Planned Parenthood at all, you know that they've, all the way back to the Negro Project and Margaret Sanger's eugenics. I mean, you can go down the yes. whole list of, of things that they've been a part of. Um, finding out the neighborhoods that Planned Parenthood has targeted and offering a solution. Uh, you know, and, and probably just to some extent, to a discredit to the to the church, you know, we have not we've not been practically meeting that need, not entirely. You know, we have we have been. So the, I don't think the accusation is completely accurate. But um, you know, in some respects, we've been relegated to allowing the government to meet certain needs uh, that really, in my opinion, are, are you know an important aspect of the New Testament church to be able to care for people and provide those types of services, you know, loving our neighbor and, and such. So, um, yeah, so the, the, the partnering with the, with the local church is, it's incredibly important, you know, because once the baby's delivered, you've got the next, like, lifetime, because that kid's around for a really long time. My kids are still around asking me for stuff, and they're, you know, 16, 13, and, and 11 years old it's a lifetime commitment. You're investing yourself. There's a lot of self-denial. So you, you need a support system. And a lot of these ladies that are coming in, 
you know, we can say, hey, you know, you don't have a support system. What if you got involved with, with the local church? What if you got involved with this church that we've partnered with for a year? Just try it out. I mean, if after a year there's no value and you don't find the people to be very loving or caring or anything like that, then you're no worse off than you were before. But if on the off, you know, on the, if on the offhand you get involved and you begin to find that people actually care for you, they champion who you could become or who you are, your talents, your gifts, and you find out that there's a lot of significance that you derive from your engagement here with the local body, it could be pretty life-changing. So we look for those, those churches who are, are still healthy. You know, maybe they're in lower-income neighborhoods, but they're still a healthy church. They're biblically based. Um, but they have quite often very underutilized space. And it's, it's a really cool thing because we can come in, we're raising funds uh, to do what we do well, and then the church is able to, you know, the pastor can go to the congregation and say, hey, this space that we had that was just unused, that we have been paying, you know, paying heat on or electrical on, we now have an organization here that we're supporting. And essentially, at the end of the day, it's an extension of the ministry of this church. We've seen, you know, uh, this many babies delivered. You know, uh, we've seen, we've we've helped support the delivery of, 300 babies from 24 countries. That's a really remarkable statistic. That is an astonishing number. That is an astonishing number. So it's, it's, um, to me, you know, I've gone into a church, for example, the next city we're looking to expand into is Atlanta. There was a pastor there who was looking, you know, hey, we could, you know, charge this much rent for this much space, and Seven minutes into the conversation, if we shared really what our vision is as the Morning Center, he was taking us down and showing us all the stuff we could have for free. Wow. The, the idea of charging us was unimportant to him. He, he totally understood, wow, this is an incredible ministry that we can be a part of. So it's, it's exciting. I, it's, um, I came from, I used to be the executive director of Dream Center Peoria, and, um, you know, coming into this role and being another cause-driven entity, but but really seeing, I'm coming from the outside in some respects to the pro-life movement. I've been pro-life, but coming from the outside in, seeing this has really been a missing component to the pro-life ecosystem, and it's really, it's really blown me away, quite honestly. I think the vision of it is pretty amazing, you know, long-term vision of wanting to have uh, our own delivery centers to where we can, can, you know, have the environment that is Christ-centered. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. It's not, we're not just meeting the need. It's not just, hey, we've delivered your baby, thanks so much. It's, hey, let's get into your life. Do you know that at the end of the day that your value is, is determined by God? You have inherent value. You have inherent dignity given to you by your Creator. Uh, making sure that the gospel is present uh, throughout the whole process is another aspect that's pretty extraordinary. Now, with kind of compare uh, and contrast uh, a little bit more detail your your previous uh, previous job, previous experience uh, coming over to uh, the Morning Center. Yeah, so this is um, a very interesting. You know, we we have one location in Memphis, and when you're starting any nonprofit, you know, you're just doing the best you can. You're trying to figure out things. Nobody has been doing this type of ministry, and so I I was completely blown away and um, impressed with what has been accomplished. Given that there's no 
no other ministry like this. You know, a lot of times if you're starting a, you know, name your your college ministry, you can kind of look at, okay, so if I'm starting a campus crusade, I can look at Navigators and say, okay, Navigators has kind of done it this way, but my heart's kind of this. You've got something to benchmark uh, against that's very, very comparable. There's really not anything like this. I've had people bring certain things, say, oh, yeah, well, this, this organization does this, and then they go investigate it. I find out, no, they're really not. I mean, we offer free Christ-centered prenatal through postpartum care. Yeah. And um, I, it's amazing to me. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. It's expensive. It's a very expensive thing and see, uh, that's, to offer. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and kind of educate our, our listenership here on the costs of, uh, of something like this, because uh, it, you're right. It is, it is, a, it is a, a heck of an expensive process. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, a nurse practitioner in in ministry, you're looking at between, you know, 40 and 60,000. OB, you're looking between 120, 180,000. Um, and that's low given the field that they're in. So um, <laughs> to me, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yes. So um, it's very expensive, uh, very expensive business. And you're looking, I think it's around 2,500 per woman that we see on average wow. is the cost because it's spread across the board, you know, from, you know, sometimes we see somebody who comes in and we see them one time, they're high risk. So we send them someplace else, but I mean, it's a high price tag. Uh, on the upside of things, which what I think is really cool is at this point, we are a completely remote workforce. We own no real estate, so we don't have brick and mortar. We go and we work, we partner with the local church. Um, every one of our at least at this point, every one of our office administration is all remote workforce. So it could be, you know, in Memphis, we have four different clinics. So they're in a new office four days of the week. Sometimes they're in a coffee shop. Sometimes they're in the library. Sometimes they're in, you know, whatever local church that they're in. So uh, we save money by not having buildings. That's one. And and not paying rent. Um, so a good portion of our expenses go to our medical staff. They're highly trained, highly professional, but they definitely have a calling to be more in, in the, uh, what I guess what I call the missionary medical mindset. You know, they could be off having a private practice, making a, a lot more money. And while it seems like a lot of money, it's actually a lot less money in, in ministry. Now, these, these health care ministries, the, 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 this is the thing that... Uh that I just find so, I, I guess, depressing about the healthcare industry. Uh, because the healthcare industry is in such a shambles, and you've got Obamacare, and you've got all the various things, uh, all these various healthcare ministries have to, have to spring up to take up the slack. Um, what's been some of the reaction you guys have gotten from, uh, from patients? We, we talked a little bit about the church reaction, but, uh, what's been some of the reaction from the different patients that you guys have seen? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, you know, great that our current health solution has solved all of our problems, but not really. Um, you know, the, there are a lot of underinsured people. There's people who have insurance, yes, but still being pregnant is just, it's cost prohibitive. Um, it's really hard, you know, when, when you're in a place where you, you know, if you've always had and you've always been okay and, and decently to do or well to do, it's hard to understand the challenges that somebody faces when it's a transportation issue or yeah. how am I going to pay for this child? You know, or I wasn't expecting this at this point in my life. You know, if you married somebody and then you had a baby and you've done those steps, a lot of those challenges are never present. Um, so, 
you know, when you're facing, wow, this kid's going to cost us this much to deliver. And, um, you know, a lot of our clients, a lot of times the husband is, you know, there isn't a husband and or there isn't a man involved. And so they're facing this challenge of they have no one to come alongside them and support them. No one to say, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. It's you've got to figure it out. And that's a really hard place to be. So health care wise, um, you know, people are underinsured. Again, what I love about an organization like Samaritan Ministries is it really is putting the onus back on the church. I mean, we were commanded to take care of the believers. And slowly over different things, we kind of let government handle that. And government was not intended to handle those. Government was intended to facilitate us being able to live our lives. And if the church, I think, yeah. did what organizations like Samaritan, and I, I consider that Samaritan be part of the, the church, you know, they're doing it. I've, I, my wife actually worked for Samaritan back when it was in the, a chicken coop behind the owner's, you know, house. It was just an idea. Holy it was crazy. Spirits. And to see how successful it's been now and that it, it's it's successful because Number one, I know my money is going to support the things I, that I value. It's not going to go. I can I can be okay if something I don't know directly is supporting that. But if you send money to a health organization, it's probably supporting abortions in some capacity. Oh yeah. I have I I don't know that at all. I, I know I well I know for a fact that's not happening at all with Samaritan. I also love the fact that I'm sending a check to somebody, and that I'm also saying. I'm praying for you and your wife. I'm praying for you guys as you go through this. Man, I know it's a tough thing. You're going to get through it. It's it, it's 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 actually so simple. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's such a meaningful <laughs> meaningful way to do things. Yeah. Now, what, so, what you, know, the... you know, morning send. Good. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, my friend. At morning Morning Center is an extension of that, right? Morning Center was birthed out of this mentality of the church being the church and caring for one another and loving one another. Yeah. So morning centers coming out of that place of, you know what? The gospel's about care, you know, loving God and caring for other people. And so that's what we're going to do to the best of our ability and everything we're doing. Well, the, the one thing that, um, that I have, you know, I, 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 I hear, you know, all sorts of different people talk, whether it's negative or positive about Planned Parenthood and some of the different things they're doing, um, if it wasn't the abortion thing, <laughs> I think I'd be a Planned Parenthood fan because some of some of the different services and some of the different things that they do and that they offer, they they are doing a, a lot of good work. But then when it comes down to yeah, they're also doing the abortion thing. That's where they lose me. That's the thing that well, loses the, me. The, yeah, to, to your point, the interesting thing is, you know, you look at an R.C. Sproul type of reasoning, right? At the end of the day, do you believe that there's life in the womb or not? It yeah. really comes down to that question. If you can yeah. honestly in your heart say, I don't know, there's a different responsibility placed upon you. But I've, I've had conversations with people who call themselves Christians who won't answer the question because they know the answer. Exactly. You know, if you believe that it's life, then you are also responsible. So, you know, the, the, the rationale has entered the, the Christian thinking in some respects of, well, it's okay for, you know, it's, I don't think it's okay, but I don't want to tell you what to do. Yeah. Jesus had no problem telling people what to do. 
but it it wasn't out of a spirit of I want to lord over you in in a, in the negative in the good lord sense it was but not in the bad lording sense you know there's that sense of if you know it's murder in your heart you simply cannot intellectually be okay with it being okay with someone else yes it's disingenuous so the problem is, and I get that, and you know, this is where, again, with a number of issues, we can go down the, the list of issues. The church has had a hard time. You have people who stand out with saying that, that you're murdering your baby, and it's true, but then if that compassion's not partnered with that, that's where part of the disconnect has happened. You know, that, that at the end of the day, some people may not know, or they, their thinking may be skewed, but if somebody knows that's a life, then you've got a lot of other questions to answer even if it is for somebody else, because I would not be okay with you murdering somebody in society. <laughs> I wouldn't be okay with it. I well, know it's not and okay. That's, and, 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 and that's, like I said, that's that's where Planned Parenthood and, and a lot of those organizations, that's where they lose me is at the abortion issue. And I, I often wonder if they were to, <laughs> if they were to not do the abortions, if they wouldn't have so much heat on them. Well, but to be honest, you go to the Radiance Foundation. He's done a fabulous job of abortion has remained consistent in Planned Parenthood for the yes. last decade. Yes. Their other services have declined. Yeah. So if they're so much about these other services that they tout all the time, why are they declining? See, and that's and that's where uh, I think uh, organizations like yours and 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 others are coming along and are uh, and and are taking the the services that Planned Parenthood has de- been declining in, and you're basically doing everything but the abortion part of it, which I think is extraordinary. Um, talk a little bit about some of the different services you guys provide and 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 how what what some of the reactions and things you you've gotten to those have been. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, you know, I an organization I I I just simply don't have respect for Planned Parenthood because they come from the background of the eugenics movement. I mean, if, yes. you, if you go look at the re- yes. the, the the background of them, it's it's deplorable. Um, at the end of the day. Again, like I said, I really feel like if, if the church, we as the church are doing our job and caring for people, this this somewhat really becomes a non-issue, and I've seen it happen. I, you know, at Dream Center Peoria, we worked with lower income. We had homeless shelter, transitional housing, and after-school programs. These kids in the program, 80% of them had no father in the home. You know, where all the district would ever talk about was how test scores were low. I tell you what, if you put a dad in the home, who's involved with the kids' lives, yep. I promise you the test scores will change. Well, and, and, so, and, and you, uh, you, you, you bring up an excellent point there. When, uh, uh, when, when I was living in uh, Salina, Kansas, and I was, uh, you know, we were getting the TV show and everything started, I had married a woman who had two previous uh, children uh, from another marriage, and uh, I, I essentially kind of took on the role as the dad and went before I got in to being around them on a regular basis. The, 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 one, the one little boy who was going to school, he wasn't doing really well at all at school. And once we got married and, you know, they started having a, a male figure in the, in, the, uh, in the house, as they say, as the rappers like to say, um, his, his, he was getting A's in school. 
So you are completely correct on that whole thing. I didn't mean to catch off. I just thought that was an excellent point. Go ahead. Well, I was wondering, do you ever do uh, like uh, kind of surrogate? Fa- Maybe you could father my kids for a little bit just so they can get back. <laughs> just kidding. But you're. But it's. It you know. It's. It's. You know, my wife and I recently were talking about moving and looking at different houses, things like that. Yes. And it's interesting that our kids really don't care about going to another house. We have one bathroom for five people, but the most important thing is that stability. And when the problem that I encountered again and again is that when you talk about single mothers and you talk about not having a father, it feels like you're being negative and berating the single moms. And that was never, oh, yeah. ever what I was doing. If anything, I have a problem with those guys who didn't number one propose to the lady and do things. It's, it's fascinating to me that God laid out a certain order for things and when you follow it, it's amazing it, it, how well it's, things work it, out. It's, it, it's amazing. It, 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 it's like when you, uh, you know, when, when, when you go to build a house or you go to build, you know, a toy for Christmas or something, they give you the instruction manual. If you follow the instruction that, manual, yeah. it's amazing how, the, how it works because you can put it together and it, and it lasts long. <laughs> now, what's interesting is, as you reflect on that, most guys don't read instructions. No, and then no, they, get they frustrated don't. With the project. They don't read instructions and they don't ask for directions, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> So I don't know if it's in our wiring or what the problem is, but, you know, I, I see that happen. And so it's the same thing. You know, I, I was sitting with this guy, uh, I was down in Memphis uh, a few months ago and this guy, UA. So uh, he was from Mexico. He's been here 10 years. This was his first kid. You could tell he was nervous. I just sat down with him, started talking with him. You know, he just was in a place of feeling insecure. Yes. You know, he, all the thoughts of, am I going to be a good dad? I don't know what to, I, I've never done this before. There's a lot of fear, you know, all of those things that we don't go to school for. Nobody really gives us much guidance on, but yet are the, probably some of the most important things uh, in our life, our culture just really pays no attention to. And so one of the things I like about, again, with, you know, you asked what we're doing, you know, Mooring Center, it's, it's how are you doing? What's going on? What are you afraid of? Can I pray with you? Just a lot of those types of things of spending time with people, helping them slow down, understand you're going to be okay. And, you know, God values you as a person simply for who you are and cares very much about the child that you're carrying or cares very much about the child that you're going to be a father to. Um, it's it's a, a very interesting change of things because, you know, life is chaotic. You know, I, I don't know about you, but yes. I've got, bills to pay and like it's 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 hard enough just to get even if you're doing decently well it's hard enough just to, <laughs> to get through life but when you don't have those support things um it's really hard and you feel alone and there's despair and hopelessness and quite honestly that's where planned parenthood preys on those individuals yes. who are in that place Yes, you you hit that right on the head. We've got a great guest with us today joining us here on our lineup media.fm presentation of the Cheeky Jaguar Experience. And every week we come to you from jagshow.com as well as many great affiliates across the country and around the world. And uh, holidays, every life is significant. We're talking with a representative from the Memphis Morning Center, Mr. Matt Larson, and uh, he's with us today talking about how they serve women and families. They provide free prenatal through postpartum care in honor of the inspirational baby born in the manger over 2,000 years ago. And uh, 
tell, tell us a little bit about some of the so, some of the the care that you provide after the baby's born because uh, there's there's a lot of folks that don't understand what goes into that. Uh, explain that to us. Yeah, again, it gets back to the support thing, right? If you have you know uh, you married couple people, somebody inevitably throws you a baby shower, right? You get yes. all the shirts and onesies and <laughs> all the stuff guys never had even heard of before yes. in their life, you know, uh, all, you know, tennis shoes, which I don't know why kids that are like below one year old need tennis. I don't shoes. know why don't they know need tennis the shoes that. either. That, that, that I find a little strange. <laughs> it seems very not... optimistic to me, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you know, so, uh, the, we have a, in, in Memphis specifically, for example, we have a place called Hannah's closet. Okay. And so as a, as somebody comes in as a client and becomes a patient, they have to, they have to come to their appointments. You know, if they miss an appointment because of whatever and they couldn't communicate it, okay. If they miss a second one, okay. At the third, you know, after the second one, we are, we're pretty much done with them and they, we will release them as a patient. So we have yeah. certain expectations, but following through with those things, going to their checkups and all those kinds of things, they get credits that they're then able to use uh, at this baby store. And one of our volunteers in Memphis has done a tremendous job of um, creating a baby store. I mean, it, it is, it's fascinating to see. Um, if anybody ever wants to take a mission trip to just go see the work of the Morning Center in Memphis, we can certainly line that up. Um, but they get to go in and shop for onesies and, you know, we'll throw kind of Morning Center type baby shower deals where, you know, we have people who, who donate by doing an in-kind donation. They'll, they'll buy a, a pack and play off Amazon and have it shipped to Memphis in honor of that person. Um, there's just so, you know, there's like 8 million kinds of baby things that you can get for them that if you don't have, you're kind of like, why didn't we get this, <laughs> you know? And so to be able to provide that stuff for somebody who is on, you know, a limited income, a lower income, or um, just, you know, faces challenges and they don't have the opportunity to get those things. It's a very cool thing to be able to say, Hey, this pack and play was provided by somebody who wants you to know that you can do this. You know, this onesie is a gift to, of encouragement to say, listen, you're going to be a great mom. And it seems sometimes can seem trite and silly and stupid, but those types of, of gifts and encouragement go a really long way. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our lineup media presentation. And uh, as as we let you go, my friend, what 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 do you what do you see on the uh, horizon as far as uh, the healthcare industry and how you guys are going to be able to uh, I, I guess find your way through it? Yeah. So um, you know, I'm I'm tasked with taking our organization nationwide. So. Memphis has been kind of the incubator, the beta testing, as it were, and we're, we've learned a lot, and we're going to be looking to uh, come up with this uh, process that we're going to be implementing in Atlanta in 2017. So I think reasonably we're looking at one city a year. The desire is one city a year for the next 10 years uh, to start up a um, morning center. So Atlanta will be the first spot. We're looking to partner with organizations in those communities. We're not interested in trying to do everything. So in Atlanta, we found the Atlanta Pregnancy Resource Center, the APRC. We are intentionally partnering with that organization and fitting in there. Uh, we uh, are connecting with their network. We're working with Georgia Right to Life. So we're finding those organizations and those pro-life uh, entities that are already doing great work. And we're saying, hey, we want to work together with you. And so let's, 
let's look and see what that looks like, and then let's all work together intentionally to accomplish the purpose we want to accomplish. So that's kind of the gist of it. Um, we're constantly looking for supporters. Um, it's not something that we ever stop doing. Unfortunately, our website has been hacked recently. Apparently, we're uh, North Korea's big fans of hacking our website. <laughs> so we've got, uh, I'll we've got tell uh, you, malware. That, that, that's that's yeah, what so I, I find so strange, and, and we've had issues with that in the past. And I think there's – I don't think it's, it, it's a uh, – you know, a, a big cabal or, or whatever. I just think it's just a bunch of people that are just bored as shit. That's how they're hacking I, yeah, people's I, websites. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I, I wish you could find some other cure to boredom because it's creating a lot of hassle yes, for me. But I'm sure it is. Um, our, in, the, in the meantime, our, uh, you know, the, if, if they, this is going to sound complicated for the time being, but if, if listeners go to look up Samaritan Ministries International, find their address, which is a Prioria address, and mail a check. That's an easy way to do it. Um, until we get our website fixed, it's just, it's it's really sad, honestly. We have our Facebook page that is, is fine, because fortunately Facebook hasn't been hacked. Uh, but if you go to Facebook and if you search Morning Center, you can see our national page. You can keep updated, and if you want to message us there and say, hey, we're interested in donating. But unfortunately, all the stuff currently on our website, which is morningcenter.org, is hacked. We've got a, a, a guy who's helping out of St. Louis who's helping to redesign our site. So hopefully in the next month and a half, we should be up and running. Uh, but in the meantime, if they want to mail a check or um, if they can just say, hey, I'm interested, once your site's back up, let me know, and then we'll electronically donate. Or we can also probably get them a link to like a PayPal site where they could donate. But see, normally that would just be, I would just say, hey, just go visit morningcenter.org and you can donate. <laughs> and I have to give that whole explanation. So I don't. I guess we're an inter- international sex sensation since uh, North Korea has hacked us. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's that's been the the bane of my existence this past week. Well, uh, I, uh, I I will have to say that uh, you guys do some incredible work. Um, how do you think that uh, the the repeal and replacement of Obamacare, just from some of the different things I'm sure that you you've been uh, privy to, how do you think that's going to affect the ministry and everything moving forward? You know, it's it's interesting. I I have never. I think there's value in legislation, but I'm very much a big fan of Francis Schaeffer's perspective that that culture that uh, politics is downstream from culture, and I think that uh, if culture was shifted, uh, that law becomes irrelevant because people do the right thing simply because they're supposed to. So, um. Yeah, the the you know I mean the 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 big turning point that really took years in laying the groundwork for it to happen was in 1973 with Roe v. Wade, right? It's been a relatively short time that the population has thought of abortion the way they have. Relatively short time. Um, I think that if people really rest, yeah, it, it's. We're talking about another program to get into the, all of the cultural <laughs> dynamics, yes, all of the all yes. of the messaging that has gone. If, if there's a book uh, by Catherine uh, Davis called "The Fight for Life: Turning the Wounded into Warriors," it's on Amazon. I would highly recommend folks going and uh, you know getting a copy of that and reading. She does a good job of laying out the court cases that have happened that have brought about the cultural mindset that exists today. So. I'm I'm hopeful. I, I I definitely, without question, feel uh, that that uh, the government should not be funding Planned Parenthood. I 
it's incredibly it's incredibly offensive as a Christian that my tax dollars go to fund that kind of operation. Yes, yes. Um, and I think it's highly discriminatory towards somebody like myself in that respect. You know, if we want to talk about discrimination and those kinds of things, I'm I'm being discriminated against in in the manner in which my money's used. So uh, I I think that there's the opportunity to. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.